Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How long gone? I'm recording. Uh, Chris Black coming to you live from beautiful downtown Manhattan. It's still hot, but it's not quite as bad. Jason, I know you were doing some wall sits. How are those quads feeling? Oh, I'm lit up, bro. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm really trying to. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'm lit up, bro." You mean lit up in a good way? Lit up in a bad way? Good way. Good way. I'm 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 really the only thing that that is really steady and stable and focused is my workout life right now let's see that's where i'm I've devoted all my energy uh, outside of my relationships of course but welcome welcome to the resistance bitch this is what it's been like on this side over here at done to death twitter we don't take gym for granted you know <laughs> i that. thought you i mean that pause was nice because like we don't take gym and i was like wait a minute i thought you only take gym <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> i take gym yeah i don't take gym my mom wrote a note so i don't i don't have to do the mile or anything <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do three, three Pilates a week now. Uh, so far I've done one, <laughs> got another one tomorrow. We have to start, look, we have to start somewhere and I, I love this journey for you and I, I should go more as well cause it does make me feel good, but I've talked to you about this before. Sometimes I sweat extremely hard, so it feels gratifying. Sometimes I don't sweat at all and I'm extremely sore the next day, but I, I admit, if I don't sweat, I feel like I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're li- like um, a recent storyline on, and just like that, you, I don't know if you know, are up to date with it. Uh, I'm not, but please go ahead. I'm sure our listeners are. It, was, it involves coming where one of, one of the people, <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't spoil anything, but one of, one of the people has sex with his, with his partner and he doesn't produce any semen and then uh you know it's sort of like hey you know what's the point D- you know did it even happen if there's no physical product oh i see sort okay of- okay so it's the same it's the same thing if i don't if i'm not leaving natural pilates drenched then did i even do it is, yeah is what you're saying i mean it's in all and also much like much like intercourse and coming if if, if i didn't need a towel did did it really go down? You no. know what I mean. Same kind no, of vibe. I understand. No, that makes sense. Or whatever you use to to wipe. You know, at my Pilates place, <laughs> they have like a little wipe. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they. It's not they a give, towel. At Natural Pilates, they're nice enough to give you a kind of yeah, like a, a wipe to kind of take your prints off the scene of the crime before you exit the exit exit the building. And I've never done it, but I'm sure if I came all over the reformer, those would do a great job wow. for that as well. Um, you just took that way too far. There are three um, reds, two yellows, and two cums. Two- <laughs> <laughs> with your with your two fucking bird legs in the in the little in the the rope things that you bring down, I can't even imagine oh. how you get into that. I, I, I can't even because that does produce a wonderful stretch as well as a nice pump. But I can't imagine you kind of contorting your body to get that to get those around the arch of yeah. your foot. I can't. It imagine. looks like it looks like me uh, trying to fit into fucking coach on a Delta flight out of Denver. Okay, it's the same. It, it, it happens, but it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. I'm I'm sorry to all the girlies in the class have to witness it. Hopefully, they listen to this podcast. Oh uh, no, they do not listen. At least if they if they do, they don't tell me about it. But I'm pretty sure they have respect. My Armenian moms don't they, listen. They, they don't have, even know what podcasts are. They have respect. Does podcast come in the G wagon? <laughs> Call of Daddy is best. Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should talk to one of our car brands and see if we could get kind of like the way Sirius XM comes free for six months in every car. Oh. If how long gone can kind of come preloaded in every the all the all new the twenty twenty four Ford Raptor XLR XLT edition 
comes preloaded with 514 episodes of <laughs> yeah, exactly. How Long Gone, yeah, American exactly. podcasting for an American vehicle. It's it's. I mean, it seems pretty good. You can try to unsubscribe. Yeah, yeah. Good. good you luck. can try. Yeah. The only way you can unsubscribe is to sell the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ shows up at your door knocking. Something wrong. Something wrong with episode 412. <laughs> I see you didn't finish the whole thing. You cut out after the first commercial. You didn't like the guest. Oh, that's so that's so weird. I just we can talk about it. I just I'm not going to leave until I kind of get some answers. Because even if you don't like the guest, the episodes can still be good if you give it a chance. You got to give it a chance. Yeah, the the Raptor with preloaded how long gone is a, is a great way to go. But I <laughs> we should probably to continue to discuss a little bit the Jonah Hill fallout as it continues. Watch it all fall out. Well, now there's been some blowback. You know, as as with every subject in the in in our twisted world, some devils are advocating. Some devils. <laughs> <laughs> Some devils are motherfucking advocating. Can I advocate for a second, y'all? So, the most interesting one I saw was was um, New Yorker uh, writer Emily Nussbaum kind of saying like, look, this is bad, but you shouldn't post this, you know, basically. Right, right, right. Boy, howdy, did she get fucking dragged. My God. Like, you... you the, the, there's so many she like you see her responding to the first several like thought out responses and then it just devolves and there's a thousand responses well, you know what i mean nussbaum knows that commenting on a violation of the bro code that's a that's a risky risky maneuver <laughs> yes and, it is you know go go for it if you want to sis but it ain't gonna be fun it ain't gonna be fun and i think i think that maybe she thought there would be some i mean there were some decent defenders but not enough you know and it's but it's turned into this kind of like you know uh yeah it's a div divisive issue where like the call her daddy kind of chicks that love mental health mm -hmm. are like he's fucked up and then then if you go over to the red scare dime square girlies mm -hmm. they're like <clears throat> obviously uh feeling differently about <laughs> it so i'm glad to see i'm glad to see some positive discourse going on around it um but i i wonder how new father jonah is feeling though because i think that it'll go away in a week but do you think he can withhold comment as the fervor gets more intense I, I guess if he that would be a violation first of all of bro code as well as his media blackout right that would be reneging on his media it, blackout it, it would it? be but if anything called for that at this stage maybe his team is saying hey man we know you you blacked out we know you go to therapy four times a day mm -hmm. um and, and it's tough to squeeze it in but like maybe now is the time to comment, but I think I I haven't consulted with any of our communications experts. But well, uh, we actually did, but we can't talk about what those comments were. <laughs> but uh, those are not our community. <laughs> Al, Al Wilmot and Uncle Polly are not uh, communications experts by any means. They're experts at a lot of things. Great, some really really good ideas. <laughs> not super public facing yeah. at the moment, yes. but I, I do have one. I I do have one actual idea okay. like from a PR. Okay. Person. Okay, okay, go ahead. On on how he might be able to unhook this this hook from his mouth is he's got to make it about the writer's strike somehow. Okay, he's got to tie is good in the stuff. WGA. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. I can't even. I yeah, he can't respond because he's standing so firmly. Well, first of all, it's been like it's been like one to two feet choppy at best. So a couple <laughs> lefts coming out of Zuma, but. Conditions have been poor. First of all, it's been it's been unseasonably cold, bro. This you know this motherfucker took the took the PJ straight from Van Nuys to Costa Rica to get some tasty ones because there ain't nothing there ain't nothing that's gonna clear his mind like the serene sea and its punishing waves. Um, so you're saying okay? So you're saying, you're saying yeah. So you're you're saying the surf in Malibu is so bad that he's had to consider well, kind of some more I'll, ideas I'll, I'll that maybe this, he wouldn't I'll have put, had time to think about. Put this in a pair of trousers that you that are comfortable on you. Imagine okay what you would what you would be texting wifey if uh, if Barry's clothes okay okay if okay, Equinox's clothes, clothes if High Matt is down for a plumbing issue yeah if Hunter sprains his quad. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you have no way yeah, to get this demon out. I got to surf the black out of me. I got to squat the black out of me. Whatever it is that you have to do. Yeah, it's not going to. Yeah, it's it's. I, I see what you mean. Luckily for me, I could always take it to the streets and just go for a punishing warm weather jog. But when you're dependent on Mother Nature and the ebbs and flows of the sea, um, mm -hmm. I tell you what, bro, and you're sober. 
Oh boy. Oh baby. What if yeah, what if your sidewalk is the Mother Pacifica? Oh. <laughs> I I don't think I think he's I think he's in Costa Rica catching a tasty one. I still back that, but I do think that a WGA inclusion in this Yeah could kind of at least endear him to some important people that will keep giving him roles obviously because he's a, a genius actor as we've talked about sure yeah because i'm i'm picturing sort of you know the the future meme yes where he's like texting the girl like whatever current event is going on in the world he yeah and it's like you know it's it's jonah hill but he's like you know girl i just want to say sorry with all the trials and tribulations going on with the writers guild right now you know, just had me in my feelings and, you know, tell your tell your mom I said happy birthday, you know, that exactly. kind of stuff. Well, I've also seen I've also seen We don't fall for those games. But the number one thing I've seen is people reposting his his tweet of things or his message of things she couldn't do saying summer plans sorted or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> surf with guys, post pictures in a bikini. So it, it seems like it's it's already turning to humor. And that th that line of joking is is pretty funny, actually, I thought, like that usage of it. If, yeah, if you don't find a little humor in it, you yeah. know. You got, it's going to be uh, and also, uh, tough. As a comedian himself. But it, it did have me thinking a little bit when I was pumping um, about the famous and, and wonderfully produced surfing television show on HBO Max, 100 Foot Wave. Yes. And all it is is like different hot people with abs going surfing with like women who are married, women with girlfriends, you yeah, know, like they're on, yeah. they're on partnerships and teams and everyone's all getting along together. And it's just like such a not a weird community like that and it was a little bit of a i was like oh jonah you should have watched well let's let's be that's a hollywood version Jason. i'm sure jonah watched hundred foot way no but, but that's a hollywood version i think these look I, we know a lot of surfers they're not the nicest bunch of guys you know and no offense to the surfing community i love i love no, no, they're they're all nice but they will fuck your bitch is what yeah, you're they, saying <laughs> they will they will take your chick <laughs> and, and they will also take your wave that's my whole point it's a competitive <laughs> it's a very competitive sport if she's if she's if she's tasty enough <laughs> can you imagine some blonde haired little ditz motherfucker in a in a tight ass wetsuit taking your chick yeah bro i'd be bummed too i'd be bummed too yeah i grew up in huntington beach it's my whole fucking life guy in a fucking ruka rash guard <laughs> taking any fucking slice of whatever crumb i got working with this motherfucker pulls up <laughs> in the Ruka rash guard and the Tacoma with the fucking tailgate down. So, what's up, guys? He, How he, are you? He eats Jack in the Box for breakfast every morning and doesn't gain a pound. I just think that's funny. <laughs> Damn. Oh, shit. I'm going to end up. I mean, I, I can't, you know, it's my fate is either going to be surfer or long distance cyclist. It, it's still a toss up. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't want to disparage the community too much before I try to get in there. But shout out to all our surfers. I'm, I'm still hold, I'm holding out for ultra marathon runner for you. Okay. Thank you for that. That's a nice vote of confidence. And hopefully Ruka sponsors um, long distance runners, ultra marathon. I think they probably If do. you don't Bourdain yourself, that's kind of where I see things going. I you think know? things could go there. All right. We do have a guest today. <laughs> we do have a guest today. We're talking to the GOAT, Philip Pline. Um, you know his uh, incredible uh, fashion uh conglomerate at this point he's doing men's yeah. women's children's he does footwear accessories Sport, diffusion uh don't forget don't forget home uh he's got locations literally all over the world homes all over the world supercars all over the world mm -hmm. and he is also opening a new pop-up at uh my local the beverly center yeah um in the in the very in the next few days beverly lives matter beverly lives matter pliniacs assemble let's 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 <laughs> Let's give a uh, big Philly style a call um, and see how he's doing because I know I know he loves L.A. I'm sure he's in a good mood. Yeah, and and for our listeners, Philip one L two P's at the end. Yeah, don't don't get it twisted. Put some Just a little bit different. Put, put some respect in this man's fucking name. Okay. Okay. Let's pay some bills. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right 
for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes. Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. How's your, how's your morning today, Philip? How's it going? Well, I'm working here with my designers. So we have here Simone from Milan. We have Elisa from Milan. Hello. And we have Leo from Milan. Hello. So and my, <laughs> my child is on the terrace behind me. And yeah, everything is good. We are hustling. Okay. So there's, there seems like there's a lot of action in your life at all times. Would that be fair to say? There's kind of always people around, always things happening. Or do you get some alone time? Oh, I, I, actually, when we move, we move strong. You know, like uh, I came here with 15 people. So um, we, we, we don't travel with light luggage. You know, we have always a lot of people around. <laughs> so you're saying you came, you, do you go everywhere with 15 people? Or are you saying this trip you came with 15? No, not everywhere. But, you know, like only like when you organize your family, you know, you have, a, I mean, here, I mean, you, come, you sure. come with your your baby, you come with your girlfriend, you come with a babysitter, then you come with your, you know, assistant, <laughs> then you come, I mean, already here, we, we, are, we are five, six people. Then when you when you go somewhere, you try, you know, to bring the people with you, 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 you spend time with, so you need to work. So as I'm here now in LA, I'm here for business. So we are here because we, we open our third store in Beverly Hills on Friday. We, we have two projects under construction in Vegas. So we will have six stores um, in Vegas by the end of the year. So I have to spend some time here on the West Coast. So I cannot be in Europe. So everybody comes with you. But because I have to prepare a new collection. So my designers came mm -hmm. from Italy. So I said, hey, guys, why you don't come over here? So we chill here and we work from here. So we don't lose too much time because in fashion, you have to be always on time. You know, it's, it's a fast business. I'm sure I'm sure that I'm sure the staff doesn't mind coming to L.A. for a couple weeks. You know, a little Vegas trip never hurt anybody. Some do, some don't. You know, like you have different. <laughs> I mean, some people have families and people have girlfriends. They're jealous or boyfriends or. You know, they just, you know, <laughs> depends on their, <laughs> depends on the age and on their, you know, like, like, like status of life, you know? Yes. Yes. And now I'm the oldest, but when I started, I was always the youngest. And normally, you know, as younger they are, more flexible they are, the people. Mm -hmm. What's your relationship to Las Vegas? I went to the city the first time I was 16. My father took me actually to LA uh, for the first time. Uh, on a, he was here for a business trip. He's a, he's a cardiologist. He's a doctor. And so he was here for a convention. And so we came to LA and then we drove all the way down to Vegas. We arrived in Vegas um, hmm. 
Uh, it's 29 years ago. I'm 45, and this was the 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 months where the Luxor opened. You know, the Luxor, the pyramid. It's like a pretty old hotel now. Yeah, yeah. The big black pyramid. Yeah, nobody would go there, but this was the hottest shit by this time, <laughs> and, and it was actually we wanted to stay. We wanted to stay there, but they didn't have a room available. So we ended up at the MGM Grand, which was the biggest hotel in the world by this time. Mm -hmm. And we slept in the MGM Grand. I can still even remember the room. And uh, I was just at dinner there like two days ago uh, um, at the MGM Grand. So, yeah, so I, I came to the city 29 years ago for the first time. And I returned back, um, I think when I was 18 or 19, still too young to gamble and to go out. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we had fake IDs, which didn't work. <laughs> and uh, one second it's okay okay so so i returned back to vegas when i was 19 and and uh with my friends from from call, uh, high school we just graduated high school and and so we were hanging out here for a couple i mean in america for a couple of weeks two three months and we went also to vegas and then i returned back again um as an exhibitor project so, so project was a trade show, mm -hmm. um, which was uh, a satellite show of magic. Oh yes, we've we've been to we've been to project and magic, unfortunately, many a time. <laughs> Sam, the guy you know who owned Atrium, the denim store, who now is also involved in Keith, he he found the project. Yeah, he came to me at Bread and Butter in Berlin or in Barcelona. I don't remember which was a big. One second. So I'm in an interview. <laughs> so coming back to this, so so Sam came to me and said, yo, you know, I have this new show in Vegas. Um, you know, it's like bread and butter. It's cool and, and it's new and, and, and you should be there. And you should exhibit there. So yeah. So I came back here. I, I, I traveled to Vegas with my sister. She was my assistant. She was 12 years old. So it was... Uh, uh, <laughs> You really put him to work young over there, don't you, Philip? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I convinced her and my parents that she could come with me, help me carry the luggage. We were flying economy all the way up here with the luggage. We, we didn't declare the goods when we entered the country, so we had to go through customs. Of course, they catch me uh, at the first entry, asked me who's wearing all the clothes. I said, my sister. <laughs> was so, um, <laughs> she just loves clothes, guys. I don't know what to say. She loves clothes. I don't know. She's a fashionista. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't fuck with American customs. It's like uh, no, no fun. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, so we, you know, we came here with the luggage. We built up our little stand. Um, I remember when we checked in, into the the win the win was just opening it was just brand new the gear was an upgrade i don't know how but they put us in a villa mm. which was amazing like you know this golf course villa so we, we invited everybody from the trade show to come to to us uh, after and have a party there and uh it was really fun and and uh, yeah many many memories there i remember jumping naked uh into the lake where the golf course is of the you know one time <laughs> you know we we, we um, sure of course from the from the villa you can you can exit directly the golf course and then the security came and i broke my toe um because the lake is very narrow it's like it's like there's a fake lake it looks like a lake but sure, I sure, this sure. Time and it was like only like this, you know. It was at night, and I broke my toe. It was, it was one. It was six inches deep. And the day, the day back uh, on, on on the plane, I was swollen in the, in the economy on, on the last back seat with a swollen foot. I couldn't put my shoe on. Pain in my feet. So, I mean, I have a lot of <laughs> memories to Vegas. So I, I don't gamble. I never gambled in my life uh, because I think it's you know it's so hard to make money. So it's so easy to lose it. So I never really mm. somehow even I I don't have this. Uh, desire to gamble so in fact i just walked i walked uh, i always walk the strip so when i go to my stores so we are in the crystals we are at the forum we're at the wind and so on so i always walk through the casino and and um it's really interesting it's nice it's a it's a it's a different world it's very it's very different of what we normally know and what we are used to. Yes, it is. That you, <laughs> yes, it is. you uh you mentioned jumping in and, and not gambling you mentioned jumping into the water and you and nowadays you don't drink, you don't do drugs. But were you drinking and and doing drugs back then? No, never, because my 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 real father was an alcoholic, so he was uh, okay. beating up my mom, and he was um, uh, really like a, a heavy alcoholic. So he he drank until he died, and and he drank so much that at a certain point he lost his his mind and he really he was in a in a closed uh, facility mm -hmm. so so i have seen very early stages what what addiction can do to you as as a as a person and how you can lose the control over yourself yeah 
And then I had another friend of mine who, who died uh, of drugs. He was my best friend at school. And then somehow he switched, he came to another school. We didn't see each other anymore. And then five years later, I met him and he was uh, on, on a rehab. He was a young kid. He looked like Harry Potter, really like a very intelligent guy, good looking. And, and he was, was really addicted to heavy drugs, to heroin. And he was 17 years old and then mm -hmm. uh, i haven't seen him i was my best friend when i was 12 and then and then i met him again when i was 17 i just wanted to check on him because i you know i i, I haven't seen him for so long and then i saw him in this terrible condition and then one month later i met his brother and he he died and he was dead and uh, he, he killed himself in jail uh he hanged himself on a on a belt i don't know how he got the belt in there so so uh, all these things Oof. All these oh. things uh, made me really stay away from this uh, from this kind of uh, uh, substances, and I was never really interested in it. So, so luckily, it, it, it doesn't didn't ever. You know, I I mean, I have fun just having fun. You know, I think you can have fun just <laughs> just having. That's fun. a good way to look at it. Yeah, you you seem high enough on life already without the need for drugs right yeah i mean i mean i'm so high on life that people actually always think i'm on drugs because people how oh, this guy must be like on drugs all the time yeah. because i get excited on 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 even little things you know i get very <laughs> enthusiastic about things i get very into things and then then uh, that's i think one of my uh, skills that i get very excited about things so so you know and 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 i put a lot of effort in things which might maybe can also be a reason why certain things then turn out to be a success because you get so excited and and you also excite the people around you you know it's, it's a kind of you motivate the people around you to have the same excitement for certain things and that can be very it's helpful con it's contagious mm -hmm. yeah it's contagious the excitement no that makes sense that makes sense how do you okay so where do you spend most of your time in Milan? Mm, mostly, I, I'm in between south of France and wait, I show you my son because he's just walking around there. <laughs> What's up, baby Plan? Baby Plan, baby Plan was just was just <laughs> running around. So, so I live in Lugano. I live in Lugano, which is Switzerland. It's uh, the Italian part of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. We have our offices there, our headquarters. It's a city which is very close to Milan. It's 45 minutes from Milan. Mm -hmm. And it's very quiet. It's, it's a, a village. Well, not a village. It's a small town with 40,000 people um, at a lake with the mountains around. It's really, really, really beautiful, I have to say. Um, most of the young people don't like it because they consider it to be very boring. Um, but, mm -hmm. but, you know, when you, have, uh, when you work in fashion and you travel a lot, you, you, you also enjoy to be in a, in a place which is normal. With normal people, mm -hmm. I have a place in in south of France, which is a car ride of four hours, and I like driving. I'm German, so it's four hours. So I I spend every weekend in the south of France, and sometimes a couple of days more. And so I'm between this and then Milan. I'm every second day because it's a car, it's an hour ride, and we have an office there. So I, I'm in between this Switzerland, also Italy, Switzerland, and France on a, on a weekly base. Wow. We have a place in New York, which which we haven't been so often because Lucia now is pregnant all the time. Like she doesn't stop <laughs> being pregnant. <laughs> Hi. Oh yeah, belly. <laughs> so okay, so you're saying travel is limited a little bit because of the ongoing pregnancies, is is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. It's for her not such a big pleasure to travel all the time when she has a big belly. Sure. And then, of course, we have a rocket, but he's cool traveling. He's actually, he's not jet lagged at all. <laughs> come here, say something. Wait, come here. Come here. Wait a second. We're getting the whole Plyne family. Hello. Sorry, I was unaware. What's up? Unaware Philip was doing an interview with you guys. Who, who exactly are you guys? No problem. <laughs> are you sick of his bullshit today or are you guys getting along? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting along today. Everything's good. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, we're just a podcast. We're called How Long Gone. But um, but we, uh, we're, we're happy to meet you. I actually had a question. We know that he drives really fast when he's driving around all over. When you're pregnant, does he drive any slower or does he drive the same speed? Does he still drive like a maniac? To be honest, one of the only reasons I like being pregnant is because I get an excuse not to be in the car for so long. <laughs> so <laughs> I, and I think he enjoys it as well because then I'm not in his ear complaining because normally even when I'm not pregnant, I'm just screaming at him for driving too fast. Uh -huh. so he probably enjoys me not, be of course. not being there <laughs> so much. Okay. <laughs> so you would prefer to, you would prefer to fly. 
Oh yeah, I was one hundred percent about to fly. I don't like being in the car for more than like ten minutes. You know, me and you both. I'm not a. I'm not a big car guy either. I would prefer to be <laughs> on the plane, kind of. I think it's different when you're in the passenger seat. You know, like he's driving, so he's having fun, but it's just like in the passenger but seat. But you don't want to drive. Yeah, and I also don't want to drive either. You don't so even know I just how don't to drive. Even... I bought your car. And you don't never drive. <laughs> he bought me a G wagon, and I don't use it because I just don't want to drive. You don't even know what a G wagon is. <laughs> I know what a G-Wagon is. Yeah, Even Rocky knows what a G-Wagon is. Every time we walk past the G-Wagon, Rocky goes, vroom, vroom. He knows it's a car. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions... We were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know. It's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. With BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash, rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. (laughs) Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. Rocky does a G-Wagon. Did you get a regular G-Wagon or is it a special kind of G-Wagon? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what it is. You don't even know. Philip, is it special? Is it a special G-Wagon? It's a G63 AMG. Did we do any custom interior or anything? Is there like a color palette that maybe is special? Apparently the color is really special. It's like a certain type of gray and it does look really cool. Um... (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember what it looks. Does like. look it's cool. Like... You've never been inside it once. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, the, but the thing is, the thing is, I was driving it, and he was—he is such a backseat driver. So I don't like driving with, next to him with me because he's like, "You're going yeah. too close to the curb. You're gonna scratch the tire." He's like in my ear Mama, the whole time. You have a driver license, but you are doing driver license. I have a driver license. Yeah, but you need travel license. <laughs> but I still take. I still take lessons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, passing the test and driving day to day are two very different things, you know. I didn't drive for a few years. Anyway, I passed back to Philip. Now it was nice talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you too. You too. Bye. Oh, I'm back. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to make the introduction. Oh no! Please. No, it's cool. We're glad that we get to meet the whole family. It's it's nice. Yeah, I passed the letter to the babysitter, and she has something else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, actually, I wanted to talk to you about driving really quick. Last question about that. So you said from your from your spot in Switzerland down to the south of France, four hours. Yeah. How long does it take a normal person to do that drive? You know, I mean, um, in Italy. They they don't do speed control. I know. You know, so so it's it's a matter of fact. You know, I I I in Switzerland when I moved to Switzerland 18 years ago, I lost my license within six months, <laughs> and uh, it's very strict. But in in Italy, nobody controls 
the the speed limit and i have swiss license plates on top of it so also in france the tickets don't come and i never had an accident so i'm a i'm a, I'm a fast but i'm a careful driver so mm-hmm. it depends you know i drive at night also i like to drive at night so i work until 10 really and then i, I arrive at it's at, at one or two in the morning I, I take between three i mean i take normally three hours a normal person takes four and a half hours but mm-hmm. but um it depends on the traffic situation and it's a beautiful street you know you go on the Côte d'Azur. it's really it's it's yeah it's amazing and european people drive a lot you know because countries are small next to each other so you enter from one country to the other mm-hmm. it's, it's a way for me to relax i loved it driving in italy is my favorite part of the country yes i like it more than the food <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, yeah i mean me too <laughs> yeah do you are you the kind of guy who's who eats to live or lives to eat are you a big food lover or is it just kind of get in the way of your productivity no you know i i i have a problem with eating uh too much because when i eat i get tired so so i only eat once a day and i eat normally in the evening mm-hmm. and um so if i eat during the day i get really like tired it's like a lion who eats he, he wants to sleep right and when your lion is uh, hungry he wants to hunt yeah uh, and then i got lactose uh, like dairy dairy intolerant like i i i during covid i started i cannot eat any more milk products which is a really it's really shit <laughs> I, I i have no allergies <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, but it's not funny. You just discovered this during you just discovered this during COVID. Yeah, I, I all of a sudden I ate an ice cream and I had a bad reaction and I couldn't feel. I didn't feel good and I had mm. pain in my stomach and it, it's a really shit because you know when now I'm scared of eating out because because every time there's something made with I'm very intolerant when there's something made with butter or even just a mm-hmm. little bit of dairy I feel bad. It's it's. I don't enjoy at the moment really having having dinners outside too much. I'm always scared. Mm-hmm. Happened to me you now several times that I say to the guys, "Hey, I, I don't need dairy," and then they give you something and and it makes you feel bad the whole evening. And and that's like something you know. After two three times, I started to eat very carefully. It's not fun. So when you said you were you were in Vegas a couple of days ago having dinner, is that true? Did, did you yeah, say that? yesterday I came back yesterday. We went. Saturday morning. So you go, you get sushi when you you get sushi when you're in Vegas. Where do you where are you eating dairy free food over there? One night I ate at my favorite restaurant, which actually is one of my favorite restaurants in the world. I have to say, Joel Bouchard. Joel Bouchard is a three star Michelin star chef from France who actually died. Uh, I think two years ago he had a restaurant in Monaco where I used to go all the time, especially on Christmas. You know when you know the MGM, yeah. um, you know it's a big mm. ass casino which is also a bit like like one one out you know it's not like it's not the win it's not like <laughs> one of the luxury places it's very commercial very worn out very typical vegas and then and then you go into you know you you go through this casino the only way to get there is through the casino and then you open this door you go in there's seven tables or eight tables in this restaurant not more so in the biggest casino or the one of the biggest hotels mm-hmm. of the world back in the days and you are in the smallest restaurant of the world so and you enter there, and and it's very fun because the way, I was just there the other day. I celebrate my thirtieth birthday there. Now I'm forty, so fifteen years ago. So I'm go there oh, wow. frequently. I was there even before. So and and they still have the same waiter, and they still has the same French accent. And I think he's just playing it because after <laughs> twenty years in Vegas, he should speak. <laughs> yeah. No, good point. Yeah, you should have acclimated a little bit. Yeah, I'm a bull. If you're for the amount of money it costs to eat at, at Joel Rubichon, you want the waiter to speak French, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean, he has this French thing, and, and still the same guy. So it's really fun. So I was eating there on the other night. I ate there on um, on Sunday night. You know, French people put a lot of butter in the food, right? Yes, but not for me. So they did it really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they they listened to you. They listened to your request. You said olive oil only, no cheese. Exactly. No no cream. Exactly. And and they said yes, of course, Mr. Plan. Exactly. And they and, and you know when you at a certain level of restaurant, they are really they're really precise, right? Yeah. Especially in America, they're very careful. I went to Delilah the day before mm-hmm. um, for dinner, which was fun. And then and then you know there was something with dairy, and then the manager came five times. And she wanted to call the ambulance. And, oh, there was dairy inside. I have to call the the shall I call the the ambulance? And then, and then <laughs> even even when the, I went to the toilet to pee, uh, she sent a security with me to make sure that I don't faint. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's service. That is service. Yeah, this was service. This was really nice. Usually, the only time security follows me into the bathroom is because they think I'm going to do coke or or tag. <laughs> 
They're a little different for you. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I don't get this is fun. I don't get that kind of treatment when I'm in Las Vegas. Do you okay, so I also I was understanding that you kind of keep you keep different cars at different residences, obviously. So is that based on kind of just your mood or do they always do they move around or do you keep them kind of stationary? Normally I keep them where they are because because it's more convenient to have a car because you know I'm German and um when I bought my house in, in New York, I had a Russian girlfriend and I wanted to buy a Range Rover, but you know, Russians by the, by, back in the day, she said, no, you can only have a Rolls Royce. So I had to buy a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I didn't, which I, was a bad decision. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about Russians actually. So you're saying the Range Rover is not nice enough for a Russian. They demand a Rolls Royce. Is that what you're saying? Uh, exactly. This was back in the days. It was like uh, uh -huh. 10 years, nearly 10 years ago. So anyway so so um <laughs> i have i you know i i feel home when you when you can drive by yourself you i think this is something where i i'm german as i said i grew up there and and i i, I was cars were something really important for me <laughs> all the time when i was young and and so i feel in control about my life where i want to go i can experience the city the country in a different way i had a last year I had a show in in um North Carolina mm -hmm. at uh, High High Point. You know, it's a furniture trade show, and I, yeah, I'm familiar. I'm I'm from Atlanta, so I've been to North Carolina quite a lot in my time. But yeah, was this for Philip Pline home? Yes, and I, yeah, okay, and and uh, so I drove there. So I really like driving, and and um, you drove from New York to you drove from New York to North Carolina. Yeah, wow, seven hours in which car? Seven hours. You cannot speed there because it's a lot no. of. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they want to light your light your German ass up down there in the south. Yeah, I can't imagine you getting pulled over in in Virginia somewhere going 140. What what podcast do you listen to when you're doing a seven hour long haul like that? Obviously yours. No, I'm 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 not such a <laughs> I'm not a big podcast listener. I normally spend all the time on the phone, like from the mo moment I get in the car until I arrive. So it really doesn't feel like driving it's really annoying for the people next to me yeah because i you know i just enjoy having my my work calls and 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 watching the scenery so i really manage every time also from vegas yesterday i drove back i was on the phone from the moment i got into the car until i arrived here and i was still not finished with my calls so it didn't feel like you know that you were driving somewhere and and these these are all business calls or none of them are for pleasure or fun i do a 99 business calls mm -hmm. and as i have companies and offices in different time zones i always manage to have the people you know i have an office in, in shanghai we have an office in milano lugano new york la so if somebody goes to sleep somebody else wakes up so it's always something to do and <laughs> You know, it's always important also to catch up with people and, and being in the car helps me to catch up with the people. I, I'm normally, when I'm in the office, I cannot catch up with them. You know, how was your week? How is this going? How is this project going? What is what is developing uh, in this direction? Are we going here? We go there? Then, of course, yeah, I shouldn't say it, but we do a lot of video calls. But but um, as I said, I'm a, I'm a safe driver. And, <laughs> and so I won't tell anyone. It works. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it, yeah, your secret's safe with us. I, I think that you you seem you, you look. You seem like you have your lifestyle pretty dialed, and every minute is spoken for. But how long are we sleeping? What's the gym time? Like, how much time are you giving for a little self care for Philip? No, I think that you know when I was younger, I, I lost weight very fast. You know, it took me a week to lose a couple of pounds, and now it takes me a month or two. Mm -hmm. So your 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 whole body is changing, and yeah, um, you know, you don't think about it until you're thirty something, and then you start to feel your body. You know, you you don't even think about aging until a certain age, mm -hmm. and then you feel that you start to age when you start to get little not problems, but you you see your limits. Mm. Your limits are becoming more. And more visible to you mm -hmm. and uh, I understood that cardio really helped me to overcome this uh, feeling of getting older so so for me I really take a lot out of it so this is something I really do for myself to run now and before I was doing uh, the cross trainer mm -hmm. uh, and I still do it but but running for me became really a life necessary thing mm. because it makes you Go through the day. I, I feel much more energetic going through the day if I if I do uh, a run in the morning. Mm -hmm. Even if I, and and you get addicted to it. You know, I think many people do. And um, so this is just 30, 35 minutes. Now I, I try to go up to forty, and that's it. And then I feel guilty 
because there's something else, you know, I have to work, I have to do this, I have to do that. So I, I would like to spend more time, but I can't. So this is something I really do for myself. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's actually the only really thing I do for me. And then the rest I do, I try to do, uh, all my things and, and try to be there for everybody. And that's, um, how uh, that's it. are you running? Are you taking business calls while you're running or are you doing it in pure silence? Well, I, I did it. I tried it, but I can't because I, I get to, um, I can't huffing and puffing. <laughs> I cannot. You're running too hard. I'm running too hard. And, and, um, I can't. I can't really speak while I'm running. It's it's, hot, it's tough. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. That means that that means you're actually exercising. Because when you see people at the gym talking on the phone while they're running, they're not really running. You know, they're not giving it their all. But I but I, I didn't. I was hoping that you're not taking business calls on the run. But are you the type who's listening to some pumping techno, or are you pure silence kind of? No, I I, I listen to to old school hip hop and um, okay. like when I was makes me feel younger again. <laughs> and, and I actually, I, I also like to listen to, to um, motivational speeches. I, I figured that out. That's really interesting. Even though it's always the same, even it's always the same that what the people say there, but, but it's, you know, when you want 35 minutes and you have a certain playlist after a couple of days, you get bored of the playlist. Yeah, that's true. So I started to watch YouTube also. Um, I'm not so much into podcasts yet, but I just started recently to watch YouTube, maybe like a year ago. Okay. And I never watched YouTube before. I just watch it when I'm running. And then I, I, I there's David Rubenstein who is um, uh, on it, and I, I watch nearly all his episodes. Very interesting. I don't know if you know David Rubenstein, and and um, yeah, and this kind of stuff, you know. And, and then um, I started to watch uh, uh, house tours. So there's this this this, this guy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I try hard to find things, you know, I, I watched this uh, um, house tour, there's this guy, Ines, Ines, he's a Turkish guy, he's quite successful doing house tours all over the world, and I'm into, you know, I'm building houses, and I'm building a house right now, and, and, and I have a lot of homes, so I got into this, so I watched all their house tours, but I run every day, so there's not that much content, you know, it's very hard to find new things to consume, <laughs> Yeah. then I start watching motivational speeches, so, you know, I watch all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and um, <laughs> <laughs> then uh you know you, you it's it's interesting it's really interesting and when there's a new car review coming out i watch it on youtube so you know there's there's a lot of things so you're just a regular guy you're just into regular dude stuff <laughs> yeah building houses cars yeah and motivational speeches yeah i, I found it very interesting. i like this then, i like this for you and then, then i found this andrew tate guy so so i didn't really know who he was <laughs> uh-uh. and then i saw and i saw this yeah there was this uh he gave a long interview there for what four hours and I watched it, I think, uh-huh. as I were one thirty-five minutes, I watched it, I think, three three times, so one and a half hours. So it was interesting because everybody was speaking about him. So interesting to to uh, uh, find out more about this guy. So yeah, this is what I what what I watched so recently. Okay. I, I now when you're watching a house tour, are you being inspired or are you like, I can do better? Yeah, how many house tours are you watching where you're like, this house is better than mine? You know what I mean? I think. What's the point of watching it? I think. I think the point is that that you know, it's interesting. Most of the house tours are um, made to sell the house. No, I mm. mean mainly. Ma- ma- these are mainly house tours related to houses which are on the market. Yeah. So so most of these houses have been built to be flipped. So so they've been built by developers just to make a fast, uh, let's say, turnaround and mm-hmm. to make money. Papa. <laughs> There are not too many homes which are actually where people lived in. Most of the house tours are related to new builds. Yeah, I, I'm quite confident with what I do with my home, so I don't really need it. But it's it's nice. Where I like. Where it. are you hanging out in LA when you leave the crib? Are you guys in Beverly Hills or Bel Air? Where are we at? Bel Air. Okay. We're in Bel Air, and uh, um, I go to dinner. I like to go to Polo Lounge, which is really nice because it's something which makes me feel really. Comfortable. I go there since many years. I, I go quite often to. I always go to the same places. Mr. Chow's. You know, I, I go there quite frequently for dinner. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of my. That's one of my favorites as well. That's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. A true classic. Yeah. What, do you have a Do you have a table at Polo, or do you have a thing that you order every time? Well, I always sit uh, in the second room uh, in one of the round sofas and with a few of the of the back back backcourt mm-hmm. or backyard and and um yeah I, I mean i always eat the lamb chops i eat the tata uh the spicy mm. uh, tata i i have 
you know, quite often we eat, we eat some caviar. So mm. I normally always order the same dishes wherever I go. As I, not wherever I go, but at the same, at the certain places you order certain food. So because you know you know what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't eat any more burgers because of the cheese and, and, and so on. But um, yeah, so the Polo Lounge is a place I really like to go. I like to go in LA to uh, Nobu in Malibu, which which is also nice. And it's just a short ride for me, 40 minutes, 35 minutes to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I also like to go to Orange County. I, I mean, this is mm. a place where I like to go on the weekends. And I, I like to bring my family there. Because I really like the, you know, beach and wealth combined. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you if you call. It, I, mean, I don't see such big mansions there. I see one house next to each other on these little islands. You have this Balboa Island. You have the Shark Island. Yeah, well, I, I I grew up in Orange County, not in the super wealthy part. But you're talking about like where Nobu is on Balboa Island over there. But yeah, yeah. In, in Newport Beach, they have they have huge they have huge mansions yeah. over there and gated communities. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm I like more this beach vibe and and this chill vibe, and I think it's yeah. feels like you on vacation you know yeah and and um it's very nice wait a second i need to get hey guys can you charge this here can you plug this in somewhere yeah, get, come here bring me the plug okay i'm back when you when you walk around orange county do people stop you on the street and recognize you everywhere i go normally i get stopped once in a while i mean i have to say that everywhere i go somebody stops me honestly to say this but not every person so you know i walk around for four hours and then two people or one person comes over and stops me so mm-hmm. uh, i don't have this kind of and i'm i'm happy for that because i'm not a i'm not a celebrity and i don't want to be mm-hmm. because i am i'm not the product you know when you're a celebrity you are the product you have to marketing and you have to sell yourself because you are the product right um let's say you're kardashian you are the product mm-hmm. but but i create products and i i sell products and 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 so I'm not the star. The product is the star. On the other side, yeah. I obviously, I obviously figured out that that I am the cheapest testimonial the brand has. So, <laughs> you know, when 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 you have nowadays an influencer, and everybody is an influencer nowadays. Uh, everybody asks for for money to make a post, and and some people mm-hmm. uh, really like. I would say they're not even worth it to be an influencer. They ask 50k's, 20k, crazy money for nothing. <laughs> so so for me. I think I'm the cheapest testimonial the brand has, so it helps me. Of course, I, I obviously I sell. I mean, I sell my brand because I live my brand. That helps, obviously, and and I think that you know I'm a dinosaur in this industry mm. of fashion because there are only a few, maybe a handful, designers who still have their own brand under their own control, while most of them either died or sold the brand. Uh, to hedge funds or investment companies or or another big group, mm-hmm. so so or they exited the company already. They're not anymore there. Or they're not really anymore present. So, you know, and 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 there's not many of 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 us left. It's really a handful of designers. How often do people try to buy your company? In in a serious approach was 2018. It came from a big fund from Singapore, which was one of the biggest Temasek. They started to contact us. Um, they are quite big, Temasek, and then they, they, they approached us. And then I was not really interested by the first meeting we had. And then at the same time, maybe another, another fund coming up to us. So we, we engaged a, a big investment bank uh, to, to you know understand what would be the real value of the company. I was never really yeah. eager to sell and I never wanted to sell. In fact, I didn't sell. Mm-hmm. But but at a certain point after you got approached, you started to think what could be my value. And you get I never asked myself the value of myself or my company because I was not even thinking really at all about selling. Yeah. And and then you know when somebody says I think you are worth this or you're worth that, then then you then I said, okay, let's ask somebody neutral. Who can do that? So there's a, a big investment bank got engaged, Bain and Company, which is another, and, and PwC. Mm-hmm. So we made a, we, they made a due diligence. We made a, a kind of, how you say, like a Brautschau. You, you go out and, and there were different people at, at the table, one of the big funds. And I, I don't say the name, but they bought also Supreme and sold it for a billion. And then you maybe know it. They offered us 750 million uh, cash. Um, for for the company wow. with a valuation of 750 million euro, which was maybe by this time 800 something million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I and I I refused to sell the company just because um, I was 40. So it's 2018. I'm 45. So I was 40 years old. 
maybe if I would have known that COVID will come uh, two years after, I would have maybe taken this offer because. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. COVID changed COVID, a lot. COVID changed, of course, the way of thinking because you feel untouchable until you know you feel healthy until you get sick Mm -hmm. and then and then and then you feel vulnerable no and you feel strong until you would have nobody would have ever imagined that something like covid would come and shut down your stores all at the same time and made us lose a lot of money and 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 maybe also a lot of uh uh, you know scared you the hell out of you because i mean i'm a self-finance company the governments in every country told you you have to close down your stores, but they didn't tell you that you don't have to pay your rents. We had to pay all your, our rents. Yeah. <laughs> and that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that doesn't really make sense, does it? <laughs> yeah, they tell you what you, I mean, they tell you, can, you you're not allowed to, to work, but you have to pay. Mm-hmm. So that's not fair somehow, you know? I mean, d- different countries, different rules, every country was different, uh, uh, but it was very difficult, very, we lost nearly, 100 million, 90, 85, mm. 90 million euro, 100 million turnover in one, in, in, in one in this 2020. And, and, you know, when you lose so much turnover, I thought that I'd lose my company, but mm-hmm. I didn't. And, and at the end of the day, we even closed the year with a small profit of 10 million, which was crazy that we even reached this results. But while this was happening, I thought that we lose everything. And I was very scared about. Uh, the future of this company, which I created with my own hands, and I I worked so hard for it, and then I I saw it all like you know, uh, fainting away, and 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 um, nobody knew at this time no what will happen in the future. Nobody knew what will be the vaccine. Will we come back to work? I had so much in, uh, on stake at this time, and and I was really nervous about it. So. I never sold it and I, I didn't want to sell it. Also now I think, you know, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. And, and, um, when I had this offer from, from, from this fund, uh, I asked my father, obviously you asked your family what you would do. And my, I asked my, my stepfather and I said, what would you, what, what shall I do? And he said, what do you want to do with this money? And I told him, I really, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> and then he said, don't sell. <laughs> yeah, because, Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not about only the money. It's about, um, the company gives me so much more than money. It gives me something to do. It gives me a reason to wake up. Purpose. It gives me a purpose. And I know a lot of rich people which are very unhappy because they have everything in life, what money can buy, mm-hmm. and but they are not happy because they have no purpose. Yeah. And that's then when they get into drugs, they start drinking, they do crazy shit because they're so alive with a purpose. When you have everything what you want, what you can imagine, what the fuck do you do with your life? You become a weirdo. You become you become a, a crazy pervert, probably. <laughs> That's when you start going to to sex clubs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wasting your time, wasting your time. I don't think it's bad or good, whatever you do, but but you have to have a purpose and and you have to have a goal and something which keeps you going. Yeah. So so I have seen a lot of rich people not really being happy because they didn't know what to do. And the other thing is, I was also believing, scared that if you give me so much money. I would probably lose it because I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. I'm not good in, I mean, I'm good in what I'm doing. I don't know anything else. You know, you know what you, what you, what you experience in life. No, mm-hmm. you are a, a, a mirror of your experiences or you are, uh, this builds your character, the good and bad things. And, and I, sure. I know only my industry today and what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I would do with this money. And I think money also loses value. I think that money today, I mean, if you look at a million today, uh, it has a different buying power than 20, 40 years ago. Yeah. So, so if you, if you have money in the pocket, that doesn't mean that it, that, that you stay rich. You, you, if you don't let the money work for you in a smart way, money will lose value. And, and at the moment, I think my company is, um, the best investment I've ever done. And, and so if I give this away, what should I invest into? And, and, you know, I'm not into stock trading. I'm not into gambling and I'm not a fan of buying a stock of a company, which I don't control, which I don't even know what's going on because I know what this company is standing for and what they are doing behind closed doors. No, totally. And, totally. Um, so, yeah, but, but, but Philip, you are, you are into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin though, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a gambler in this way. You know, what I do is I accepted crypto as the first company in the luxury fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, we accept over twenty. Uh, we accept twenty-four different currencies. 
Mm. I get a lot of crypto every day <laughs> through the sales we do. Yeah. And because people pay pay us with crypto and, and they still and they still do, yeah. obviously. And that's that's and that's and that's a good thing. And that's why I believe in it, because when I did it in the first place, I thought, okay, that's cool, that's different. You know, let's see. Mm-hmm. It's a cool marketing gag. Yeah. But then I was very surprised by the by the amount of orders we received on a daily basis and transactions from small to big. And and so so that that gave me the confidence that this is something which is unstoppable because it's so established already that people are using it on a daily basis that it's hard to stop. You know, there's a movement behind. Yeah. And and while in the press and the media it was more like shown like a trend and so on and and you don't understand it until you don't try it. And I I so I decided just to to keep the funds in crypto and not to exchange them into uh, other currencies. You know, and and so. That's why at a certain point I owned a lot of Bitcoin uh, because I converted everything what I received in Ethereum or whatever, uh, Dogecoins into Bitcoins because it was for me my, let's say, in my opinion, one of the strongest and, and was also the most u- is also the most used currency. Because when you accept 24 currencies, I can tell you that the number one currency is uh, Bitcoin, the second one is Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, so, so I believed in Bitcoin more because this was the most used currency or is the most used currency. Mm-hmm. So I have the experience by my, I, I experienced it by myself and that's why I believe in it. And that's why at a certain point I had a lot of Bitcoins. <laughs> um, so, so now, so you, you have less Bitcoins than you did at some point when, during the crash a few years ago that everyone suffered. Yeah. From. I mean, I have. I mean, I, I have today less than I had before, but still I have yeah. I have it and I, I I keep it and it's coming in every day, you know. So you you just you just leave it as Bitcoin in your wallet and you never touch it, you never convert it to currency, well, and you just kind of save so, it for a rainy day. Sometimes I convert something uh, because I think it's a good it's a you know you have to Bitcoin. I think you have to look at it as a long term. If you wanna, if you if you wanna speculate on it, you should look at it more like a long-term investment. In my opinion, you can do it. I'm not a day trader. I'm not looking every day, uh, checking out what's happening, and and you know, that's not my my thing. But but sometimes, you you it's also depending. Do you wanna? Do you have use for the cash? Do you need the cash for something else? Do you think that it maybe gets too risky? Maybe the 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 it's it's too good mm. to keep. You know, sometimes you have to. Just realize your 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 earnings or your winnings and 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 be happy with what you have instead of you know always pushing trying to 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 push for more and then you lose more than you can gain. But I'm not a gambler. We don't gamble, as I said again. So we are very very safe and very conservative. Yeah. The, the metaverse and 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 the, the the cryptocurrencies they will definitely be the future. There is no doubt about it. This will change our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like television when it came first and changed you know there was only radio before and then there was television who came which came and and changed the people and internet so metaverse is gonna be a huge thing I'm 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 very convinced about it mm-hmm. uh, it will change the way we will uh, communicate our social life our business life um, there are so many opportunities coming up and as technology is so much faster nowadays than 20 years ago when internet was born. Things will also develop faster. So, what took us twenty years to bring internet to where it is today, um, I think we need three to five years to bring the metaverse where it will really be uh, a big new impact on on the human. Let me mm. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Philip. Do you have VR goggles at your house right now? No, but my son, my son, I bought my son uh, uh, VR goggles. <laughs> so, so he's really okay. Good. All right. So. Th- Okay, he's into it. All right, he's into it. So, so he's into it. And now, when you saw what Apple was just launching the other day, no, and 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 this, of course, will be a big oh, yeah. movement. And and even though the price is high, I mean, you know, it all depends on the content. You know, as long as there's no content, people will not really use that stuff. But as more content will be created, as more it will become important for us as a consumer. And and you start to create content when you see a market for it, and and brands will start to invest into it when they see a potential. Yeah, no, for sure, of course, yeah. Money yeah. follows money. Yeah, yeah, yeah money, money follows, follows money. Money follows money. Once we have the, once we have the hardware, uh, uh, and the hardware is now coming, and and then we need the software and 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 the content, and and this will go very fast. I agree. Very quick. Well, Philip, uh, as as we're closing out, one question: When are you going to eventually write the book? 
when am I going to be able to hear the Philip Line motivational speech on my AirPods as I'm running down the street? I feel like you got a lot of ideas in that head that you need to get out into the world. Uh, the book is coming out in October. Okay. In the German version <laughs> and in the English version. <laughs> the English version. The, the English. Sorry. The English version is coming out in February or March because we're working on another big project. But I show you the book so you get to mm. see it. Nobody saw it. Luckily, this is an audio-only podcast, so nobody will be able to see it. It is. Oh yeah, it's in German, so I can't read it. Can you can you translate the the sub headline, please? Philip Line from nothing to a fashion empire: the success story of the underdog. Blah blah blah. That's it. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Right. Was not uh, my, was not was 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 not my idea, but this is actually a journalist from the Financial Times, and he is the same age like I am. He's born seventy eight, and he worked for Financial Times for several years, and then. He started to work for, let's say, the the German version of Women's Wear Daily. So it's a it's called Textilwirtschaft. Mm -hmm. He approached me and he said, "Look, I, I I always wanted to write a book, and and I I follow you, and I know you, and I know him. You know, we did many interviews over the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, I would like to write a book about your story and what you do, and I think I have a good knowledge about you because I, I and and then he really did a great job. The guy is really really good, and he impressed me because he really." found people from from 20 years ago 30 years ago from my life my ex-girlfriends my <laughs> he went everywhere he went um, really deep into everything and and he did a, a 12 months research and he wrote this book and i think he did a great job on it beautiful so, that's great we'll look we'll look for it we'll look for it yeah let's see i'm glad you had a great answer to that question well uh philip thank you for taking the time to speak with us we know you're a busy guy so uh we appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you. Enjoy California. We'll see you soon. Where, where, are you, where are you now? Where are you guys now? I'm in LA. He's in New York right now. Yeah. But he lives in LA sometimes as well. But we might come to come to the store opening on Friday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I will be in New York on Monday, Tuesday. We open the Soho pop-up for Pline on Tuesday on Spring Street. Oh. If you want to stop by. Oh, I, I need to get some I need to get some FaceTime. I go to I go to New York on Monday, actually. Yeah, so we'll come by. Okay, we'll we'll coordinate with our people. Okay. Super. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao guys. Love you to say. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah. Philippi play. Philippi play. Philippi play. Philippi play, Philippi play, Philippi play, Philippi play, Philippi play. Tapa na bunda porque eu tô com raiva. Traga esse cookie se sente uma fada.